There's a lot of independent women out there, but we need to make sure these men feel needed. I mean, if you're on your job and everyone is doing everything and you don't feel needed, you feel a little empty. I am your host, Victoria, and I am back with part two of my conversation with Michelle. So if you have not listened to part one, make sure you pause this and go back and listen to episode 17 so that you can hear the first part of the conversation with Michelle and I, and then you can come back and tune in to part two. So in part two, we talk about training a man, is that possible and what that actually means, how to be in our feminine energy, and just things that we can do to make sure that we are ready to show up in a healthy, committed relationship. And we even talk a little bit about dating apps and Michelle's thoughts on whether you should use them or not. I feel like I've seen so many dating coaches talk about this. So I definitely am excited that she shared her thoughts on that. And yeah, I feel like she gave a lot of great little tips that we could really apply to our dating lives. So before we get into the episode, I want to take a moment and just show gratitude for you all for tuning in and rocking with me on this podcast journey. And if you really feel like you've been getting value from these episodes, I would love it if you can take time to go leave me a five-star rating if you're loving this podcast and a review letting me know what you're loving, what topics you'd want to hear next, and just any insightful feedback that you have for me. So if you are using Apple Podcasts, you can just go over to the Girl We Grow Now podcast, the main page where you can see all the episodes, scroll down, tap your rating and write a review. If you could do that, that would be so, so helpful. But again, I'm so grateful for you guys rocking with me and tuning into these episodes because I really do put a lot of my heart and soul in these and I really enjoy making these for you all. So with that being said, let's jump into the rest of the conversation with Michelle. I want to talk to you about training a man. I see a lot of women saying they don't want to have to train their man how to be with them. For example, they just want their man to know to get them flowers. Like they don't want to have to tell them. So what are your thoughts on training a man and is it possible? Okay. So this is a very interesting question. And I know just the whole concept of training a man can be quite controversial. So first, ladies, we're not going to, as women and as ladies, we're not going to use the term that we're training a man. However, I want everyone to just listen to some of these analogies and then you can come to your own conclusion if this is training or not. When you have a little boy or a little girl and they have to go to the potty, do they automatically know how to go to the potty? No. You have to show them, aka train them, how to use the potty. When you start a new job, do you automatically know the new systems, policies, and procedures? Or do you go on what's a typical onboarding training? We all get trained one way or the other, but I know when it comes to relationships, the concept of training someone, a man or a woman, it comes with a lot of negative connotation. So it's really about, as you just mentioned, Victoria, you have some people who do not want to train their man on how to be with them. Well, we all have to learn each other. So it's really about learning each other. We're not going to use the word training, but in order to learn someone, you have to invest the time. They have to know what you like. They have to know if you like flowers. 
flowers or not. Matter of fact, I have a girlfriend. She can't stand flowers. She hates it when a guy that's trying to court her sends her flowers or edible arrangements. That is not her thing. Floral scents make her sick. She has allergies to them. She will not walk into a Bath and Body Works. She won't walk into a Victoria's Secret, any perfume store. It's just not her jush. It's not her thing. And a man won't know that unless we tell them and they have to learn our ways and learn what we like. So yes, there's a process that we all should go through while dating where we're sharing our ideas, our things that we're passionate about, our pet peeves. And if you want to call that training, so be it. But a guy will have to learn you. We have to learn each other in relationships. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I like that you reframed it and you gave those analogies because like you said, like there is a negative connotation with training a woman or a man in terms of dating. But like you said, in a new job, we all have to go through a training. Yeah, the reality is, is yes, it's some type of training, but as ladies with decorum, we won't use that word. It'll be our inside (laughs) secret girlfriend code that we kind of keep up our sleeves, but it's really a man learning you and you learning your man yeah because if you go into every relationship treating the person the same doing the same things you're gonna find it's not gonna work because everyone's so different and like you said everyone has different likes so yes i love that you definitely have to take the time to learn your person if you want to make that relationship work i know you mentioned our tone matters so that people can receive things but there's this big conversation about masculine energy and feminine energy how can we as women position ourselves to be in our feminine energy so that we can attract that masculine masculine man who is that provider and protector or has that provider and protector energy. Feminine energy is so many things. It's sexy, it's strong, but it can come off delicate and with just that finesse to it as well. I say women should always tap into their feminine energy because we're the only people on the planet with it, right? It's just something so empowering about being a female. We can do construction work like a man. We can go build a house, but yet we're the only people on the planet who can bring life into it. So you have to acknowledge what you have as your strength and your feminine energy. And a real woman who operates in this fullness of her feminine energy, she lets the man be a man. You don't degrade the man just because you can equally do something that he can do. I can easily open up a bottle of wine or a jar of spaghetti sauce, but I give it to my guy who is muscled and full of just (laughs) chunky hunkiness and just say, babe, can you please open up this jar for me? Or I'm very petite. I could easily go get a step stool, stand on the step stool and get to the top shelf. But with my feminine energy, I let my man be my little rescuer and get something on the top shelf for me. Now, when he's not home, I probably jump on the counter and get it myself. (laughs) But he's here. I call on him and his strength and just tell him how much I appreciate him being around to do those things for me. I love that. So do you think doing that changes the dynamic of a relationship? Because I would say as myself, I'm a pretty independent woman. So does your man just want to feel needed in that way, especially when they know that you have that you could do it? Or like, why do you think that changes things? I just think that just like you said, you want to attract that alpha man. I think every man wants to be able to know that they can provide and protect for their woman and that they're the man, right? I don't know a man that wants to come off wimpy and be like, they need the woman to kind of coddle them. I don't personally know that. You guys might know some, <laughs> but I'm an independent woman as well, right? I, I'm i a boss at my job. I'm a boss in my businesses. You know, I'm the 
head honcho in the household with the girls, but I still put him on the pedestal as he is the man, right? And I let him know that I still need his love, his strength, all those things, and that I appreciate it along the way. I mean, sure, I can pay all the bills. I don't need my husband to do it, but he does it, right? There's a lot of independent women out there, but we need to make sure these men feel needed. I mean, if you're on your job and everyone is doing everything and you don't feel needed, you feel a little empty right? Mm, If you're in a girlfriend group and you have great advice to give, but they don't come to you, they go to everyone else, then do you feel needed? Do you feel wanted? Everyone wants to feel wanted, needed, and they need love. So you need to be able to give that back. And even as an independent woman, you have to kind of reel it back and say, okay, these are the things I can do. And most men do appreciate a strong, independent woman, but even in those factors, they still like to be needed. I was just watching a show old. I love me some HGTV. And it was Flipping Virgins with Egypt Sherrod. Now she's on the show and she's a petite woman. You can tell that she's been doing this business for almost 15 plus years, she says in one of her episodes. And she's doing demo. She's a beast. She, I mean, she's petite and she has, you know, she's, she can knock down a full kitchen demo by herself if she wanted to. She's knocking through these walls. But yet, in the same segment of the episode, she said, you know what? I'm stuck. It's time for me to call my husband. She calls her husband, Mike, to come over. I mean, he comes over and does his thing. She was still right in the end. I think they were trying to pull off like an awning part of the roof. And she was telling him he needed to kind of hammer it out. He was like, no, we can just pull it with the rope. And at the end of the day, she was still right. But she still called over her husband and let him know he was needed. I love seeing that. I think you see a strong woman in her own right, but yet she still brings in her husband. So he knows he's needed along the way. We all need a partner. I love that. And just thinking when you mentioned alpha male, as women who are very opinionated, you know, have a lot to say, how can you, I feel like that usually doesn't jive well with an alpha male because they feel kind of like that power struggle, even if you're just offering your thought to the conversation, some of them, like how can you do it in a way that's received as you said earlier? It's the delivery. So when you typically meet alpha females, right? They're in a conversation and they're strong opinionated with their guy or with some other man at the seat at the table. And they're like, no, we're doing such and such and blah, 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 blah. And it's like very like short, direct. It's your style and your tone and how you deliver something. I was at a huge conference for my team. There's a man on my team that's like seven feet and he's the big boss. And he's telling everyone to come and have a seat and whatever. And his voice is loud. And I walk in with my very petite self and I just said everyone, and I said it assertive, right? But I didn't say it in such a way that it was degrading his styles. Like, hey, everyone, such and such is trying to get your attention. And everyone got quiet. They heard my voice and they had a seat. It's all about your style and how you deliver it. And I think that's the challenge sometimes with the alpha females. They have to learn their voice that will be received and not come off overly combative. There's nothing wrong with taking a stance on certain things. Like I can be very direct and very assertive, but I still deliver it in a way that it can be received. Yeah, I think that is key, your delivery to be able to be assertive, but still like stand firm in what your belief is. But yeah, Mm -hmm. if the person doesn't receive it, then it kind of just, you know, it's going to go too well. So for the women who are breadwinners in their relationship, how can they tap more into their feminine energy? 
even if they're the breadwinner, you have to tap more and to say, okay, this is my feminine. And I'm thinking that you're saying feminine energy. If I'm really defining what you mean by this is that letting the man know that he is needed, not that you're turning the man away, right? Yes, is, that, I, is that what you mean by that? I think so, because I know some women who are the breadwinner and I feel like they kind of do operate a little bit more in their masculine energy. So okay. I don't, again, I mean, some men might not mind that, but I'm just curious, how mm-hmm. can someone who is the breadwinner tap into their feminine energy? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they're the breadwinner, they can tap into their feminine energy by letting their partner know that they still need that man around by other things. Just because they're the breadwinner. I know a lot of females who are breadwinners, but they can't cook. They can't clean. They can't do any of those things. So the man may take care of those things in the household or they can't barbecue. They can't grill. Maybe that's his household or they're not going to get out there and mow the lawn, right? They usually just used to paying someone to do that. Well, now you have someone that you can appreciate to do that for you in your house. You give them that equal respect. They can't lift up a car. They can't do an oil change. They can't change a tire. Just because you are the breadwinner doesn't mean that you can do everything that maybe your man typically can handle with not an issue. That makes a lot of sense. So I want to talk about the conversation around wanting your man to make six figures. How important, I know this really is personal, but in your opinion, how important is it that your man make that much? So yeah, like you said, it is very personal. It's a personal's choice if they want their man to make six figures. It comes down to what you want as a woman. If you want a man that makes six figures and you meet a man that makes 80,000 ladies, Are you going to walk away from that? He's a good man. He makes 80. Or let's just backtrack some more. He's a good man who makes 60. He makes 60,000. You make 120. Are you going to walk away from that? If you do, wow. Because anyone can get a promotion. You can help coach and guide your guy on their raises and how to negotiate for more money or position themselves right. People do the right things when they have the right partner. Let's think about Michelle Obama and President Barack Obama. And in his book, and how every great man needs a great woman behind them to support him and push in the right direction. I wouldn't let a man go that was amazing, who's only making 60K, even if I'm making over six figures, because he could easily get a raise or get a new position that will put him in that way. That is so true. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know someone that when she met her now husband, she, I mean, she had a really good job. She was in the medical field, so she made way more than him. But, you know, now they've been together for over a decade and now he's the breadwinner. So you just never know. When that role is going to change, but it is really about like, is he a good man? Is he treating you well? And is he aligning with all the other things that you want? Yeah, go to your core value, right? And you can always pray and say, okay, Lord, I got this great guy. He's phenomenal, but his salary needs to increase. Who knows? He might have an entrepreneur spirit inside of him, or he might come up with this ingenious idea to invent something that solves a problem in this world. And you may be walking away from your millionaire just because he didn't have what you wanted right then and there, but he had the core values to what you really needed. That's why I got rid of that long list of all these superficial things and like, what are the three core things I really need? And that is it. I think that's important because I also had a list. They weren't all superficial things, but I think it is easier to keep track of three core things that are non-negotiable versus having Mm -hmm. this list that you're one, not going to remember. And yeah, you can go back to it, but there could be a man who meets that list, but maybe not the three core values that you really would want because you haven't taken the time to really solidify what the most three important things are to you. Yeah, mine was crazy. I had 27 items on my list. 
<laughs> when I was 19 or 20. And one of them is that I couldn't stand for people not to have a perfect smile. So it was a great guy who wanted to date me, but because he didn't have a perfect smile, I didn't date him. My sister ended up dating him, but it was okay. Just those kind of superficial things, right? He doesn't have a perfect smile. Guess what? Tell him to go see a dentist or an orthodontist and get some braces on those teeth. He's still a good man. It's just, I had like a ridiculous superficial list. You know, you meet someone who's skinny, but you want someone muscle bound, built and kind of thick and chunky. Take them to the gym, feed them avocado bread, grits, biscuits, (laughs) macaroni and cheese. Feed them and take them to the gym to go work out. He'll become what you want him to be. And at some point, if you stay with him long enough, we all go through a 30 middle age spread and and above. So that weight is going to come regardless. Too funny. But that is so true. Like those little things definitely Mm -hmm. shouldn't outweigh the core things that you want in your man. Okay. So I do believe a lot of times that we can stop ourselves from letting go of a relationship that's not for us out of this fear of ending up alone or this fear of starting over. As someone Mm -hmm. who has started over in a relationship before, what tips would you give the women who have those kind of feelings or thoughts? Well, one, you can't operate in fear. You just really, I mean, it's easy to say, but I I can understand. That's why you need time to heal for yourself before you dive into that. If you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go through this again because my heart might get broken. I don't want to go through this because I might get another man who might cheat on me. I don't want to go through this again because I might get another man who might hit on me. One, take time to address your fear. Take time to date yourself. And keep in mind, there's more than a billion men on this planet. You cannot move forward in life because of what one person did to you. And if it happened to you more than once and it happened from two people doing it to you, it's still a billion men on this planet. Someone will love you for you and treat you for treat you right long as you come into the relationship with the focus on what it is that you want and knowing what it is that you want and having that internal standard set within yourself, right? You don't have to communicate that you've been through something tragic and horrible or any of those things. Just knowing that if you see signs of cheating, you get out now. You don't forgive and let it be a merry-go-round situation. If you see signs of this person may be mentally, physically, or verbally abusive to you and you're dating that person, you get out early. You don't stick into it to where you get entrapped and you can't get out of an abusive relationship. You pay attention to what you've learned from those bad, toxic relationships and decide to say, you know, these are my warning signs and this is how I'm going to move forward ahead because I know there's someone out there who will appreciate me, adore me, respect me, and love me and treat me as the queen that I'm truly am. Yes. I love that you mentioned taking the warning signs from that relationship because I think you mentioned in the very beginning, like don't look at these things as a waste of time, but look at it as an opportunity to learn. And yeah, if you do take those warning signs, you're going to know what to look for the next time, which of course, I don't wish that kind of situation on anyone. But if you do happen to go through that, take what you can from it. And I think the warning signs are a really great thing to take. So what would you tell the women who are thinking about settling for the man they have now, even though maybe that man is just not really what they want, but they just feel like, oh, I'm getting older. So I'm just going to go ahead and just, you know, stay right here with this man. Okay. So that is such a tough question, but it's a good one because I think a lot of women are at that point, right? they're at the point where they feel like, oh my gosh, my time is running out. I need to pick someone. My eggs are going to freeze over or whatever the case is. If you feel like your time is running out and you want to have babies, go see a gynecologist, get your eggs frozen. 
Secondly, do not feel pressured to just settle for anyone that doesn't have your core values. So if you feel like you've met a person, they want to marry you and they only make that 40 or 60,000, right? And you want that six figures, but you want to be married. You have to ask yourself, do I want to get married to this guy because he has the right characteristics and the right mold as a man? And I can work with him through our marriage to get to that point, that financial point in life. You have to figure out what you feel like you're settling on and address it. Are you settling on the fact that you're getting with a man, he says he wants to be with you, but every other week you have some random chick calling your phone saying that your man was just in her bed. I wouldn't settle on that. I would let that brother go. So you have to figure out what element you feel like you're settling on and address it within yourself to see if it's something you really can move forward with. Yeah. And I just think... While it can be tempting to settle just to be in a relationship, I like to think, what kind of relationship do I want to be in? Do I just want to be in a relationship for the sake of being in one to have someone next to me who is emotionally disconnected and just not treating me the way I want to be treated? Or would I rather be single, date myself, develop really amazing girlfriends because I just had an episode about friendship and those relationships are also very important and just be willing to wait for that healthy relationship to come along because I like to think what will this relationship be like in 10 years am I going to be happy or am I going to be miserable with this man that I settled with because he just didn't treat me well but I wanted to be married that's a very good point because that's why I say you have to figure out what it is that you feel like you're settling in and then determine if that's something you really want to do. Because if you're looking ahead at 10 years, say you are with a guy, right? And there's nothing wrong with him financially. There's nothing wrong with how he looks. He doesn't talk crazy to you, but he never wants to leave the house. You want to explore the world. You want to be adventurous. He just wants to sit at home and watch TV all day. Do you want to be in a relationship with someone who just sits in front of the TV for the next 20, 30, 40 years? If not, then you have to walk away. And like you said, have your girlfriends, go date yourself, go have fun, because this might not be the person that you want to have these awesome life experiences with because he doesn't want to have an experience. His experience is with the TV. (laughs) That is true. Like making sure those things that basically alignment's there. And that's something that Mm -hmm. I am really focused on and dating now with dating intentionally. But like we have to be aligned for sure on like what we want in the future and just how we want to live our lives. Because I am someone who loves to travel. So the thought of being with someone who doesn't like to travel would be really hard for me. Side note, there are people, at least I know I've dated, they'll tell me, oh yeah, yeah, I love traveling. It's like, okay, you love to travel, but like you don't have your passport. You have any trips. And as soon as I talk about traveling, you're like, oh, well, (laughs) you know, I'm focused on something else right now. I don't know. So I think that's also a part of weeding people out. But sometimes, again, guys or people in general will tell you what you want to hear. But just being aware and like watching the patterns. Correct. Talk is cheap, basically, is what I'm saying. (laughs) It really is. It really is. And you, you have to make sure you have a partner who... You both have some common things that you love to do because otherwise the relationship can get so boring if you don't both have something you want to do together. Yes, I think that is really a key too. Okay, so I feel like a lot of times we can focus on dating itself and finding the right partner, but what are some things we can do to make sure that we've cultivated the kind of qualities that would make us a good partner in a healthy relationship? I think that is such a great question. So what you can do to make sure you have the right qualities is think about what are the foundational things that make a good relationship? Trust, right? You want someone you can trust. So if you find yourself constantly telling white lies, 
just to do it, uh, you might want to work on that. Someone calls you and say, oh, girl, where did you get that jacket? And you're like, oh, I got it from Neiman Marcus. But yeah, you got it from Gap. Like, why? Why did you just, why? What was the purpose of it? You have to work on yourself. Some people just like to have white lies for no apparent reason. And trust is so foundational. If you can't even trust the things that are coming out of your mouth to the average person, you're not going to be good in any other relationship for long-term gain. Communication. If you find that you're at work or at home and you have a sibling or someone and they always say they don't understand what you're saying, like you're trying to say something, but you get so frustrated when you try to communicate to people because they don't get it. Work on your communication style. Do you need to write it down first? Do you need to send an email or a text so that way you can get your communication out without being frustrated in a heated argument. Find out what works for you. Right? You need to know your own things to move past in order to help maintain a healthy relationship. So if you know that if you're in a heated discussion and you always shut down, you have to figure out how do I still carry on a very heated conversation and shut down? Do I need to say to my next partner that when we get into a heated conversation, I need a timeout. Like I need to cool off for 15 minutes and then write down my talking points, write you an email, write you a text message, and then we can go through them line by line so that way we can have healthy communication because trust, communication, all those things are foundational in a relationship. Um, if you feel like as a woman or man that you constantly have a wondering eye, no matter who you're with, you can have someone who is just absolutely gorgeous. So, but no matter where you are, you see a, a guy in ripped type muscles looking like Jason Moa or like someone who has a big butt like Cardi B and you're like, I just have to take a look and you have a wondering eye and it always causes problems in your relationship. You have to figure out how to train yourself to just stay focused on the person you have and not have a wondering eye because you've seen that it caused problems in your previous relationships. So you just have to start addressing yourself to set yourself up for that. If you know you have insecurity issues, a lot of women, we all have insecurity issues. Like we're either insecure with our own bodies or we're insecure when we date a man and we don't know if they're cheating on us or doing certain things. You have to start doing some positive affirmations that I'm not going to be insecure. I'm going to date the guy and I'm going to trust until he messes up. Then I'm going to flip the script on him and let him know like I caught you. <laughs> I caught you cheating or I caught you doing this. And then, you know, that feeds into the insecurity, but you have to ground yourself in your own shortcomings. So that way, when you go into a relationship, you can be a, a better and healthier partner. I like that. I like the reflection aspect and being self-aware. I feel like the more self-aware we become, the better it is for both people in a relationship. I feel like, so I started therapy, I want to say 2022. And a big part of therapy is helping you be more self-aware and focusing on, okay, how did I show up in this interaction or this relationship? So I think whenever you do that kind of self-evaluation, it is going to make your relationships healthier. So I like that. Okay. So there is something I really have to ask you because I know you met your husband on a dating app. So I see dating coaches advising women to stay away from dating apps because it's just a lot of low quality men. And I personally get a little annoyed by that because I believe you can meet a low quality person literally anywhere. I've done it. So I have to get your thoughts on dating apps. And if you think as women, we should use them. Yes, I do think we should use dating apps. I mean, in today's time, you can go 
go out and you can meet low quality men, just like you said, you can meet them anywhere. Mm-hmm. A dog is a dog, no yes. matter where he, no matter where he shows up. But yes, use the dating app. I know plenty of great, healthy, long, prosperous relationships of couples who actually met on dating apps. One of my guy friends, we met at the same job and lo and behold, he met his wife who he's been married to now for 14 years on the same exact dating app that I met my husband that I've been with now a total going on 10 years. Wow. And so you can meet someone anywhere. And so as I possibly mentioned before, you can date someone. It's going to take time to pull back layers on an individual. So that person you could have met at the grocery store and you'll find out, by the way, they're a dog versus the same person you could have met on the dating app. Same scenario. But there are quality men on dating apps because they may not go hang out with their boys. They may be a VP of a very prestigious company or director or even a CEO and they're working all the time. So their free time is at home behind the computer on a dating app, not out at a bar or out at a club because they're just too grown and sexy for that at this age. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I love that you mentioned that. That is very true. But I do also want to say one thing about dating apps, I feel like with apps, we tend to meet more people, which means you're going to go on more dates. So the more people you meet, I do feel like, yeah, you do have more opportunities to meet the dogs, but you also have more opportunity to meet your person. I feel like it's easy for people to blame dating apps because they're dating more people than they would without them. But I know I've met low quality men in person. You can say if you have two or not, but Oh, absolutely. I've met low quality men in person. <laughs> Thank goodness for my kids. They're, they were just so honest and blunt. I remember one guy who was coming out of the grocery store and he was trying to get my attention. And I think he was whistling. And my oldest daughter, she's oh, so gosh. cute. She, she turned around and was like, do you think my mom's a dog? Like, why are you whistling at her? Do mm. you really think she would talk to someone like you? Look at your approach. And I was just, I was floored by <laughs> by the way, because I think she's like 10 or 11 at this point, but it's telling you a little girl with standards because she's watched her mom (laughs) set standards and she addressed that situation head on. Needless to say, the guy didn't even bother to ask my number. He just, he literally turned red. So he just walked away. (laughs) Good. He got checked by a kid. I love that. (laughs) It was too funny. Not that that's always appropriate. So Mm, I feel like in that instance, he needed that humbling. So he won't do that again. Yeah, it was fascinating at the moment to me. But I honestly think that you can, you definitely on dating apps. I'm going to be honest. I went through a lot of dating apps. I did not like all of them, right? You will get the strange people. You'll get the ones who just want to reach out to you for hookups or sex. And then you will find genuine people. But it is the same scenario in life without dating apps. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know when you meet someone at a bar or a restaurant or even at an auction if they're just looking to have sex with you and not anything meaningful and long lasting. You have to vet every person you get with and see if they're worthy of your time. And once you figure out that they're not, let them go. Stop trying to make stuff work that doesn't work. Stop trying to put, you know, I feel like sometimes as women, we try to fit that square into the round hole. It's just not going to work. Just walk away. Your time is way more precious than trying to make something work that's not going to work. Yes. I love that you mentioned that because 
when you are in a dating phase, you don't really have to make it work if it's not working. Correct. That's something my <laughs> that's something my friend and I talked about because she's married and she talked about how at her job she talks to some of her coworkers and it's like some of them are forcing these relationships and they're just dating and she tells them why are you forcing something that you are not of course like they're in a committed relationship as far as dating but you're not married to this person if they're not treating you right you can easily leave mm-hmm. yeah so, you're right. yeah so she said she has those conversations with her coworkers, which good for her i love that she comes from that standpoint but in terms of dating a uh, mindset that i like to use and that i talk to my friends about is yes use dating apps but don't have that be your only source also go do things that you love to do and put yourself out there in places to meet people that you'd want to meet but like dating apps are just another avenue to give you more opportunity to meet your person and i love that you said that because honestly i know plenty of times that you and i've just talked without you know being on the podcast here we talked about meeting people at places hobbies things that you're interested in right go to those places Mm -hmm. dating apps cannot be your only source you have to go and just still as a single person date yourself and enjoy life and you never know who you may come across so if you're one of those women who love to just take trips by yourself and you're at a resort you're already telling your guy you love to travel if you meet someone while traveling great guess what he likes to travel too for those other women who love the outdoor sports and you meet someone doing that that's great you have some similar interests versus trying to put yourself in unique spots that's not really your interest and then you meet people and you're still not really a match yes i totally agree i think that's definitely a good point to make I feel like at least in this generation, monogamy is under-celebrated these days. I don't know if it's expectations or people not being able to handle when their partner evolves or maybe the fact that we just have a lot more options because of dating apps. But what would you say is the key to longevity in relationships and not giving up so quickly on a relationship or a marriage? Commitment, I think, is the real key to longevity in relationships and love. You know, you really have to love your partner and you have to make sure you find ways to stay in love with your partner, not out of love, right? And being committed to it, being committed to that person. I think monogamy is such a beautiful thing. And I get that in certain generations, they don't even understand it. But yes, I think that's the aspect to it. You have to definitely be committed saying, you know, I want to celebrate when we have our 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 75 year milestones, right? And that takes work. That takes time to develop. And you can't always be so quick to throw in the towel. You have to let love be the thing that brings you back to each other and having that mutual love and respect for each other to say, I'm not going to throw in the towel because I did not get X, Y, and Z. I'm going to address that I didn't get it. And hopefully my partner who loves me so much and respects me so much will make sure that going forward, if I want his attention to have dinner one-on-one, you know, and he's not on the phone working, the cell phone's put away at dinner. Just simple things that, you know, you feel like you're getting your needs met and he's getting his needs met and being committed to each other for the long haul. Yes. And I remember talking to my sister-in-law and asking her, or I think I was saying something like, is marriage really hard? Just because I've seen, you know, I've just seen different marriages. And she's like, I don't know if I would say it's hard, but it takes work and you have to constantly ask yourself, is it worth it? You know, if it's worth it, you have to do the work. Yep. It's work. It's not. (laughs) It's not just cute Instagram pictures. What? (laughs) No, it's it's work. (laughs) Yes. So how can we kind of piggying back off of this question? How can we tell if a relationship is worth fighting for versus when it's time to leave? 
Like we've done all we can, but it's just time to leave. It's time to leave when you see, as you said, it's not aligned. You guys are not aligned to the same end goal. I know a lady who was with a man for 13 years. Like married and or they dating? were just in a relationship, not married, just dating for 13 years. And at year 13, she wanted to get married. And he was like, I don't want to get married. I never want, he never wanted to get married, is what he told her. So they broke up. Six months later, he got with someone else and married that person. Do you know how much devastation and heartache that caused that woman? So, one, you have to be aligned in the beginning to like what you both want and desire. Does this person want to be married one day and you do? Great. That's one alignment, right? Do you both want to go and travel together? This person refuses to go travel at all. They don't even have a passport. They never want to leave their city. They're just (laughs) so comfortable on their couch. So you have to have alignment. And if you don't have that alignment and you don't have trust and you don't have mutual respect for each other or the person is being abusive or they've cheated, these are all signs to throw in the towel and say, it was nice for whatever it was. And I learned some things about you. You learned some things about me and you need to move on with a partner who wants to sit on the couch with you for the next 50 years and not go anywhere. Or you need to get with someone who's okay with you constantly cheating on them. And we got like 20 babies running around here all around the same time. I'm being sarcastic in the fact of saying that, but still there's no, mutual alignment of where you both want the relationship to go or there's been damage in the relationship due to abuse or cheating and neglect, then it's time to throw them down. Yes. I have to go back to the lady who was with this man for 13 years and he married the next girl in six months. So it sounds like he wanted to get married, but not to her. So it's like, is that kind of when you need to put a time limit of dragging things out? Because it seems like he wasn't going to break up with her. He was just going to stay with her for convenience. My honest opinion about that situation, the one that he married in six months, he was always seeing her. They always had infidelity issues for the 13 years that they were together. She wasn't a side chick anymore. She was now officially his woman for six months and they got married. You had had a question earlier to say, like, how do you know when a man is really into you? They show you signs. You're with a guy who's constantly cheating. You just decide to stay because you feel like there's nobody else who wants to date me. No, it's a billion men on this planet. Billion people, you will find someone. Just let it go and just trust and believe the right person will find you. Yes, I love that. And you mentioned infidelity. So, do you, in your opinion, do you ever think there would ever be a reason to give someone who cheated on you another chance? Yes, comes back to that factor of love. People make mistakes and people, I mean, if God is willing to forgive us of all our sins, it's up to you to make that choice if you want to forgive and work through love for something long lasting. Everyone has a story of why they cheated. I think I was watching a movie. This lady was married, but she refused to be intimate with her husband for over a year and he cheated. He loved his wife, but she just wasn't intimate. Everyone needs their basic needs met at the end of the day. But the thing is that can happen in real life. So I think it's a personal choice. If you want to forgive someone for infidelity that one time, I can't tell you what you guys what I would do, but I'm just saying it's definitely it's a personal choice. But if you definitely see it happening over and over again, it's time to get out. And I also think it's one of those things, say that situation happens, again, trust your gut. How is the response when he gets caught? Or is like, did he tell you or did you catch him? And if you caught him, what are his actions after? What is his response? Like, is he truly 
sorry? Is he truly taking the actions to earn your trust back? I think all of those things play a factor. I know for me personally, you know, I I wouldn't do it, but yeah, I'm just saying I know. for me personally, if I can't trust you, then I'm not even going to be together in that situation because I'm not going to be checking up on you. I'm not doing all that. And I just feel like it's not worth it because that trust is broken. And that's mm-hmm. like one of my non-negotiables. Like you have to have integrity and I have to be able to trust you. But yeah, like yeah you said, it's a personal thing. and it It's a personal like- choice. I don't want to tell someone, I don't want anyone listening to this podcast thinking like, oh my gosh, my man cheated on me, but you know, I stayed with him and then we got married and we have a family and we're living blissful, right? He did it in his college days. I don't want any person to feel like, oh my goodness, that was a mistake. No, that's why I said it's definitely a personal choice. I'm a germaphobe. So for me, it's like you just violated everything that we're about. So I can't think straight to kiss you. I can't think anything because it's just like we now are dealing with someone else's germ. And I can't dip your body in bleach to disinfect you. So therefore, I don't know. Oh and, and, I, and then the trust aspect too. So it's like, yeah, for me, it would be a no. I hear that. Definitely same page. So I want to give you the chance to tell us about your ebook and what we can expect from it. So I'm so excited about it, by the way. I can't wait to read it. Absolutely. Definitely. So yes, I, I have written a book and it is really just about timeless wisdom tips of how to have a successful relationship. It's going through A to Z on how to have successful relationships. They're bite-sized little nuggets and it is really good. You know, I talk about how communication is important, you know, and obviously C is for communication and how you want to have continual prayer. I'm a Christian woman, so I want to have continual prayer in my relationship and I want to have some form of compromise where the relationship can't be one-sided. It needs to be a balance between both parties. So those are like the three C's on the C on the alphabet. But I'm super excited about the book and I pray that it is very helpful to anyone trying to have a really good relationship. Well, I'm speaking from personal experience with all the advice I've gotten over the years for my dating life that I know is going to be very helpful because you are literally my top choice for dating advice. So thank you. Yes. So so much. So what's the name of the book? The book is the A to Z guide to timeless wisdom tips for successful relationship. I love it. Okay. I'm definitely going to link that in the show notes so that everyone can go and order Mm -hmm. it and get their tips. So tell us where can the audience find you so they can follow you on social media and hopefully we'll start, you know, adding some of these tips on TikTok. <laughs> yes, I do need to get involved on TikTok. I'm not there yet, but you can find me at Instagram on Simply Michelle Brooks. I do have the same handle for TikTok. I have nothing posted there yet, but I will have to start posting stuff on TikTok. So, but yeah, Instagram is where I mostly post at the moment. But yes, Simply Michelle Brooks with two L's. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I loved this conversation. I feel like you gave so many great tips that we can all use in our dating life and relationships. All right. Well, thank you for inviting me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way, I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye, grown girl gang.